Hello, readers. This is Joan DeMartin, author of Crime and Punishment, Why the Poor Stay Poor in America. The title of today's post is Pedestrian Deaths Are Soaring, with Unexpected Reasons Behind the Rising Statistics. I'm starting off with a quote from the New York Times um, in an article published April 26, 2023, just a few months ago, quote, city planners must recognize that we all should be able to walk or ride a bicycle through our own neighborhood without fearing for our life, end quote. In the last few months, every news outlet has been writing about the alarming rise of pedestrian deaths. It's almost become a thing. But the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, the NHTSA chart above, shows that pedestrian fatalities have been trending upward for over a decade. Although researchers and transportation safety administrators have pointed to a few general reasons for this increase, like more people driving larger, taller, heavier vehicles with gaping blind spots, less pedestrian-friendly infrastructure, and pedestrians themselves becoming less careful, the pedestrian fatality spike just may be related to a larger issue. But first, let's explore the wild increase in otherwise normal urban dwellers purchasing behemoth trucks in place of regular-sized family cars. According to the National Automobile Automobile, <laughs> according to the National Automobile Dealers Association, the NADA, light trucks accounted for 79.2% of all new vehicles sold in 2022, up 1.6 percentage points compared with 2021. Crossovers remained the most popular segment, representing 45.2% of all new light vehicles sold. I'm enclosing some pretty interesting photos here. This is an example of what a truck looked like in 1967 and how it should be properly used. Uh, take, a, take a look at... Um, the rural use of this very small pickup truck. And uh, this is another picture of a 2022 Ram 1500 allegedly called a truck for sale today just outside of Columbus, Ohio. It is soon to cart innocent children to school and sporting events and take up three parking spaces at the local Walmart. And the, uh, the advertisement says new 2022 blowout sale. And you know what this truck costs? The MSR, I believe is what that is, is $73,974 for one truck. Anyway, according to a 2021 article in Bloomberg News, quote, vehicles of this scale saddle their drivers with huge front and rear blind zones that make them perilous to operate in crowded areas. Since 1990, U.S. pickup trucks have added almost 1,300 pounds on average. Some of the biggest vehicles on the market now weigh almost 7,000 pounds, 
or about three Honda Civics, end quote. Interestingly, this article is written by Angie Schmidt, who wrote a book published in 2020 titled Right of Way, Race, Class, and the Silent Epidemic of Pedestrian Deaths in America. She might know something about the larger issues related to an increase in pedestrian deaths in addition to her takedown of our proclivity for massive vehicles. It seems that all things negative, pollution of all types, crime, lower quality schools, food deserts, and lack of doctors and medical facilities, among many other issues, concentrate in poor and minority neighborhoods. In fact, Statistics from a 2021 Pew Research study confirm that pedestrian deaths occur at higher rates in these same lower-income areas. According to a recent New York Times article, quote, dangerous streets are concentrated in minority neighborhoods, end quote. And what makes a street dangerous are lack of designed-in safety features, like wide sidewalks with trees, clearly marked crosswalks, traffic lights, and speed bumps and roundabouts to slow down traffic. These are all of the design features you will see in higher-end neighborhoods. Instead, the types of street found in poor and minority neighborhood, poor and minority neighborhoods are much more like highways designed to get fast-driving cars through as quickly as possible. And this was also by design. Quote from NPR from April 7th of 2021, quote, planners of the interstate highway system, which began to take shape after the Federal Highway Act of 1956, routed some highways directly and sometimes purposefully through black and brown communities, in some instances, the government took homes by eminent domain, end quote. The upside is that the federal government has allocated about $5 billion over a five-year period from last year's infrastructure bill to help state and local communities improve the safety of their roads and other infrastructure for drivers, cyclists, and pedestrians. NPR interviewed Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg earlier this year to discuss how the money will be allocated and the expected results. Hundreds of communities are expected to receive planning grants and dozens more will receive construction grants that will build safer roads and thus safer communities. Uh, it's interesting, uh, will be interesting at the very least, to see how, how much money is actually allocated and then used for these planning and construction grants. I've written a few times about the related issue of rising car crash fatalities and separately, the compelling idea that there are no accidents. Rather, these type of tragedies are caused by adverse socioeconomic conditions. Car crashes, cyclist, and pedestrian fatalities are each on the rise in the last dozen years or so, with pedestrian deaths getting renewed attention because the spike is the largest in 40 years, with an average of 20 pedestrians killed each day by motor vehicles. 
and there is a lot of blame to go around from the increasing size and design of the average automobile or truck, drivers who are more likely to flaunt traffic rules post-pandemic, to the location and design of sidewalks and roads. And the federal government has recognized the problem and is supplying funds for local communities to design and execute improved safety standards for roads and related infrastructure. But what else can be done? Perhaps explore and treat the underlying reasons why drug and alcohol use has increased and so many people find it necessary to take potentially deadly drugs like fentanyl to get through their days? Why do the majority of us feel the need to buy massive vehicles more suitable to war than urban traffic or the suburbs? Or for that matter, build ever larger and more imposing homes? And is it necessary to point out that we are in the throes of a climate crisis that is caused by our overconsumption of resources, the very resources needed to build these gigantic trucks and McMansions? Yet, we not only allow, but encourage them to be built and purchased. Let me know how you feel about these issues and anything else you feel like talking about in the comment section below. And by the way, if you are not already a subscriber, why not take this opportunity to join our community with a free or paid subscription? A new paid subscription or an upgrade from a free to paid subscription will allow me to expand this newsletter with additional primary source information, like interviews and public information requests, and expanded public podcast offerings to include real live guests. Although I won't be going on strike anytime soon, the current TV writer's strike demonstrates that writers deserve to be paid and paid well for the work, just like any other profession. So thank you in advance for your financial support of my writing. And always, thank you for reading and listening this evening, and I'll see you next time on Crime and Punishment, Why the Poor Stay Poor in America.